Hi, welcome to Nutra Champion, a podcast series where we speak with experts specializing in nutrition research, including scientists, doctors, and policy makers. Here, we will find out more about their research journey, their career, and even some personal life lessons. I'm Ting Ming, the editor of Nutra Ingredients Asia and your host for this podcast. You can listen to our past episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. In this episode, I'm happy to be joined by Dr. Creed Pongpiru, Associate Professor at Thailand's Chulalongkong University's Department of Preventive and Social Medicine, housed within the Faculty of Medicine. Dr. Pongpiru specializes in health systems research, clinical preventive medicine, and clinical epidemiology. One of his latest research looks at the comparative microbiome analysis for probiotics development, which was conducted with the support of the Thailand Research Fund. Aside from that, he has also invented a personalized probiotics dispenser machine, and he will tell us more about the rationale and the design of the machine in this episode. Hi, Dr. Pongpiru. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. For a start, could you tell us more about the probiotics research that you have been involved in? Uh, I, I have a chance to conduct a research on a microbiome and probiotics myself. So we, we try to uh, come up with some solutions uh, to uh, not a disease, but some health conditions. And before this, we, we, we did uh, try to uh, start with the fecal microbiota transplant, and and that was part of the of the treatment uh, stream. But uh, I focus on the supplement stream, which uh, is actually more a larger market. Uh, but the key problem is that we do not have uh, the real diagnosis, right? So when people talk about this concept of microbiome and probiotics, they usually pick the word dysbiosis. And, and, and that is too generic. And when we want to, to be accepted by conventional medicine doctors, we, we must have some qualified uh, terminologies with them, right? So when we talk about the, the purpose, or indication, we, we want to focus on what indication you are talking about, right? And this biosis is not indication. This biosis, it's just a situation, right? And then people always claim that uh, consuming this and that can improve this biosis, but it doesn't mean anything. It's, it doesn't make any sense, right? So that's why I start with talking about a targeted probiotics concept. That means uh, we, I, don't, I no longer talk about dysbiosis. It is just a condition, but I talk about the indications. And there are many indications. And for each indication, we, we must have the real evidence to prove it, right? So the, the indication that I picked uh, is the metabolic diseases. And one of the most common metabolic conditions is the fat. 
So that's why I, I start with the, the fat metabolism as a targeted uh, probiotics indication. And, and by focusing on that, I, I have to come up with the proof, right? So first I try to recruit subjects that, have, that, that are healthy and that who have uh, fat problems. So I want to compare with whether the probiotic, the microbiome patterns between the healthy and the fatty ones differ or not. And, and this, this way of study design, you can see anywhere, right? People always want to compare the microbiome between the healthy and the diseased one, right? You can see in many diseases, but my focus is on metabolic for that for now. For metabolic and especially the fat, uh, as a clinician myself, I have been asked, like, why do I, why do my husband has a normal cholesterol blood test, but he looks very fat, but the wife is actually asking the question, why I'm so thin, but why my blood cholesterol is high? This is not fair. <laughs> so I try to explain to those people that, you know, I call it fatty spaces. There are three fatty spaces in the body. So it's uh, in the blood, in the skin, and in the liver. So the three fatty spaces, so there, there can be someone that uh, has fat everywhere all the three right that means this person would look very big measured by bmi and he will have a abnormal lipid uh, profile and he may have fatty liver but we also see someone that has only fatty liver but normal blood test and look very thin right so if you do use these three fatty spaces concept that I proposed, it means you have two to the three different combinations, right? So two to the three, that means eggs, group of people, the healthy ones, fat in the liver, blood, skin, fat and liver and blood, liver and skin, blood and liver, and then all three. So that would be eight different profile of people. This is only about fat, right? So I, I got the national research grant. Uh, it's about 10 million baht to conduct this proof. So I recruit uh, healthy subjects mm -hmm. and uh, fatty subjects. So I have about 120 subjects. And then I compare their profile. And then I found at least 30 potential probiotics that is abundant in the healthy one, but not in the rest, the other seven group. So that is a hypothesis. Ah, 30 probiotics in the healthy ones. You mean 30 probiotic strains? Is it the strains? Yeah, the, the species. The species? Yeah, which are the isolates. We, we found 30 isolates. Some mm -hmm. isolates are the same species. Some isolates are different species. Mm -hmm. so we found uh, about 30 isolates. Mm -hmm. okay. So, because these isolates are very like a lot in the healthy ones, 
So I hypothesized that because of having these isolates, uh, these people will not get the fat problem. Then I prove it in animal study. So I conduct a mice study as a randomized control trial, and then I feed the mice the probiotics and the control along with the food. And then the mice that received uh, my probiotics actually lost fat significantly. So that means we 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 I, we we review some potential probiotics and then prove in the in the mice, okay. And these probiotics that isolate that we that we collected are the ones that are in the list of Thai FDA. Because if if we want to use it for for clinical purpose, uh, first thing we have to make it safe, right? That's why I try to uh, intersect the probiotics, potential probiotics that I found from my subjects uh, with the approved probiotic in the FDA list. So that means we can do something right away. And during the study, we found some other interesting things as well. For each of the probiotics that we, we, we reviewed, they use different mechanisms. I published uh, a papers in the in the high rank journal. Uh, one paper we use uh, Lactobacillus acidophilus LA LA5 LA5 strain. So so that one we published in scientific reports, mm -hmm. and we show that the LA5 strain can help reduced fat through the promotion of Akkermansia municipula. So that means the probiotic itself does not reduce fat, but it will uh, increase the amount of the other probiotic that it's already waiting there before the fat reduction effect come up. Okay, so, so that's one mechanism. The next paper that we just published in a nutrients journal, it is another probiotic of my, of my study. It is a Lactobacillus plantarum. And this one has nothing to do with acumansia. So this means the two probiotics, the same target fat reduction purpose, but it used different mechanisms. So imagine if the two probiotics do not like each other. What would happen if you just consume both at the same time? You have no idea what will happen, right? Maybe the, the two goods may fight against each other and turns out to be bad. We don't have a proof that it will always be synergistic. And uh, over the counter probiotic that you that you see nowadays, more majority of them have more than one right? It's a combination of probiotic recipe. But it is their recipe. It's an over-the-counter recipe. So how can we be sure that you are okay with, like, if you use some, some product that has maybe five probiotics in it? 
how can you be sure that the five will not fight with among each other? <laughs> right? And whether if you are lacking of only three, what would happen if you refill five? Because you, you need only three, but you refill five. And the only reason is what was that uh, the that particular product registered to the FDA of their country as a five probiotics recipe, right? So it is not able to tailor because if I want to personalize probiotics list recipe for someone, that means I would have to register each recipe one by one and that is not uh, not is that is not uh, possible in terms of economy of scale it would take me too much investment right it's very like it's lots of combinations like numbers exponential so the only way to work around that concern is to make it prescription based product and, and this prescription-based probiotic is possible only within clinical facility settings. And this is the main problem that we have that we have had for so long, you know. Like I I, I send a specimen of my patients to, to get the microbiome analysis, and we see lists like maybe 10,000 lists of names of bacteria, and we know that maybe the, the patients have lack of three, but we cannot find any over-the-counter recipe that has exactly this three. So why don't we just come up with a prescription machine that I can say exactly which species I want at what amount? That is the real personalized. And it's possible at the clinic because uh, at least in Thailand, the Thai FDA do not intervene when you do that at the clinic. So that is why uh, this idea came up. I, I, I try to, uh, right, right now I try to have two solutions. One is the targeted probiotics. That means this species, like one species for fat reduction. That's simple, right? But what if some person have more problem than fat? Maybe the person have so many health issues, but no definite conventional medicine diagnosis. Some people may have uh, maybe uh, white hair, uh, gray hair, uh, plus allergy, plus insomnia, plus this and that, but so many minor concerns, but no real definite diagnosis. And it has always come to the case where we found this biosis situation. And that means we want to correct it. So we cannot do the fecal transplant as a treatment for everyone. And now fecal transplant concept is kind of declining because of the, the very severe adverse effect that found some patient already died from that. So the fecal transplant concept is not going anywhere, I think. But for the probiotics, it's going so like everywhere. And, and we, we want to make sure that uh, this concept is the real personalized. And to be specific, I mean bacterial probiotics. 
So they are yeast-based and bacteria-based. So the concept of personalized probiotic valid only with the bacteria base for now. Mm. But not yeast base. On the 30 probiotic strains that you have mentioned, will you be testing the benefits of the remaining 28 strains? Yes. 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 Oh, okay. So, so the, the targeted uh, indication mm. will always run in parallel. Oh, okay. So we'll just keep proving those, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, we actually do two things. One is to prove each of them for mm -hmm. each indications, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, the, the, the indication that we focus on the metabolic conditions. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we do another thing in parallel. We, we did the systematic review mm -hmm. of existing evidences uh, on each of the Thai FDA-approved probiotics. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that when you talk about one of the probiotics that approved by Thai FDA, I can say exactly that this one can help solve this problem based on that paper, you know. And this one usually mixed with other probiotics in the recipe, but no evidence on the single probiotics for that particular bacteria. So. So these are the systematic review approach to 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 let to to educate people that from now on you should no longer consume over the counter probiotics if you do not know what exactly you are lacking of. I see. I see. So yes. I always compare it to the the tailor suit. Mm. So you want to measure the body so that you have the best suit for you. Mm -hmm. best costume for you as possible, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, you have two actions. First is to measure and second is to prescribe. Mm -hmm. I see, I see. Prof Creek, can you also tell us how does the probiotics dispenser work? So my machine, the personalized probiotic, it is not, it is different from the Nespresso machine in a way that you don't enter what you want. We enter what we found, and then the AI will suggest what you should take. Okay, so I will not type in lactoplantarum. This amount, I cannot enter like that. But I will tell the machine that this person, the patient A, uh, lack of this tree. So please give us the recipe that is most appropriate for him. Make sense? Yeah, yes, yes. Maybe the recipe can, can come with the four bacteria, right? So the, the, the so that means the, the measurement part, we have to come up with the what are lacking. And then for the prescription part, it is the bioinformatics modeling process to offer the most appropriate set of bacteria for that person. So the AI will tell you the number of strains, the type of strains, and also the dosage. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And and uh, these these uh, probiotics, we will for the prescription part, we will focus on only the bacteria, the probiotics that is approved in that country. Mm -hmm. Right. So if it's not approved in that country, we will just ignore that for now. That's the best we can do. Otherwise, we violate the law, which is not good. 
Yes, yes. Then I have another question, which is the AI, the bioinformatics. Um, you know, what? Uh, what is the, how do you choose the AI? How do you come up with the data? Okay, uh, if I may recall some concept here. So usually when, when you conduct the measurements, when, when you want to see what exact probiotics bacteria that you are lacking, there are many ways of sequencing, right? So the most common method is called the 16S RNA sequencing, right? So this method, the 16S component of the bacteria can differentiate across species or maybe sometimes strain, right? But uh, when you do that, you get so many names of bacteria. Some names are in the FDA list. Some names are not in the FDA list, right? That means the result, maybe you get 100 names of bacteria. And when you do the culture, the, the PCR, you can quantify each of them, right? So you know the names and the amount for each of them, and then you get the report. I, I believe you already seen that kind of report. But uh, there are other ways of measuring things. Okay. Uh, I am doing another technique as well. It's called nanopore sequencing. So basically we start with the with the template. Okay. So I I start with the probiotics template that we have. Let's say Thai FDA has announced 23 probiotics. So we have those 23 probiotics already approved by the Thai FDA for commercial use. Then I sequence the whole bacteria, each of the 23. Okay, that means I create 23 templates. And I put that 20T template data, the sequence data into the software. And then when I got the specimen, my job is not to show 1000 bacteria. I just want to know how many of each of the 23 that a person has and done. So we use the nanopore based technique to just mapping, to do the mapping between what is available in the specimen versus the template that we have. So in the end, I just want the result of the 23 that I have and can prescribe. I don't want to do to know about 24, 25th, unless FDA additionally approves something else, right? But to this point, I just check for only the 23, and that is already enough things to do for the next step. I would have to prescribe those 23. And because we don't have the uh, enough number of products in the market for over-the-counter use, that's why we need a personalized probiotic machine that has all of the 23 supplies. Okay, I understand it better now. So it means that if I were to lack two strains, uh, the dispenser will provide those two strains. Am I right? Maybe three. Oh. Because what I enter is, the, okay, this lady has a lack of two. And then based on the data, the knowledge that we have, maybe we need to refill three because we know that the second may not work on its own. 
So we need a third so also. That's why I say it's not that straightforward. It is yes. uh, bioinformatics analysis based yes. on the data that we have. Yes, so this bioinformatics data is all from your your school or is it from the other, you know, available existing information? We 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 uh, we start off with the available published literature data and then we conduct the nanopore probiotic based survey. So we know exactly like the each group of people who are most commonly lack of what bacteria and what about the next group of people lack of what? And then we we can try to uh, give them probiotic A and see the response. OK, so and many people may have different response, right? So so this data is like never ending data collection. So it, uh, it will keep updated all the time. OK, mm -hmm. so and then because it is a clinic based prescription machine, that means we need a follow up visit. So it is not a one one prescription and done. <laughs> it is a series of care, right? If you see me for the first time, I assess your current probiotics condition in your body and we found two probiotics. So I prescribe you maybe in the first visit, I prescribe you that first two. And then I follow up you maybe the next two weeks. And then I check again how your body responds to my prescription before. Right, and then I can see the, the changes. Quantify the changes. And then that changes will be added to my database. And then I prescribe you another prescription. And then over time, the goal is to make your gut microbiome come back to the very balanced situation as possible. But during the time, I gradually collect the data on you. <laughs> so like in the case of, uh, you know, in Thailand, if there's only 23 strains that's approved, the machine will be loaded. Can I say loaded? Loaded with 20, with those 23 strains. Yes, and each of the, each of the strain, we will have a different amount, like concentration. Mm -hmm. So it is like maybe if one strain has three concentration, that means 23 times three, right? Mm -hmm. We want to make the internal mecha mechanics uh, as simple as possible. Why is it that there's different concentrations? So mm -hmm. let's say FDA right now, they say that if you want to sell over the counter probiotic, you need uh, at mm -hmm. least uh, 10 to the nine mm -hmm. uh, amount of bacteria because they know that the some of the bacteria will die over time for during the shelf life, and and that will not happen in my case because uh, it is like straight from the from the the fridge to mouth. Yes. <laughs> so we don't put that product on the shelf anywhere, right? So it will short uh, it will not shorten the the lifespan of the bacteria. But the point is that we we want to to be able to explore like the response, the different responses across individuals. There is a concept called colonization resistance. Colonization re resistance means if you consume the same, if two people consume the same amount of probiotics, uh, the probiotics may not ad, uh, adhere to the gut mucosa. 
the act at the same for two people. Maybe the person A have some genetic predisposition or something at the gut mucosal surface that reduce the amount of probiotics to, to attach. So that's what we call uh, colonization resistance. So that means for the first group of people, you may need to give them more probiotics because you know that the person are likely to resist the colonization by our probiotics, okay? So you send the same, you have to send more troops to invade <laughs> because you know that they can resist. But for another person who may not resist to any probiotics at all, they they cut mucosal surface is very friendly. <laughs> that means you just need small amount of probiotic. So that's why we need to have different concentration of each of the probiotics in the machine. That makes sense now? Yes. Is there a fixed amount for the concentration? Yes, but, but we don't have to do every level of concentration because we can mix and match, <laughs> right? Like for the lactoplantarum, maybe I have like one, uh, six, one, the, the lower dose is like 10, a lower concentration, maybe 10 to the six. And then I have another one, uh, 10 to the eight, and then 10 to the 10. And then I can mix and match between them. That to, to minimize the, the cost of uh, supply, this production. Okay. Okay. If you have too many varieties of the, uh, the bacteria products, it would make the cost up. Yes. So I want to minimize, uh, like the, the, I want to optimize the supply design. How big is the data that you all have right now? Like how many, uh, the data from how many individuals do you all have? Uh, not, not that many because mm -hmm. we, we also need to come up with the optimal set of variables. Right, we we want to know whether we want to collect only the probiotic data and the prebiotics and metabolome data, right? And how about the serum uh, laboratory data? Maybe I also want to know about fasting blood sugar in the in the serum, right? Maybe I also want to integrate the fatty liver conditions of the patients too. So there are many different types of data that we are talking about. So the, the probiotics data is just one of the many. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just, I also want to know your BMI, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I, uh, in, the, in the stool analysis, I, I may also know the CK3 IgA, which reflect immunity of your body. And that may be useful for this as well. So, in terms of the amount of data, we are talking about two aspects. One is the number of subjects, I mean people, human subjects, how many human subject data that we already have. In Excel, you may think of it as the number of rows. Yes. We also talk about number of columns. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the very first columns are about the names and the amount of probiotics. But we also want to know about the serum blood test, right? We also want to know maybe oral microbiome also. We also integrate maybe ultrasound, out abdomen results. Maybe the fibrosquan of the liver to see the fibrosis. So 
we can expand the number of columns in Excel to cover as many variables as possible. Mm. So the rows, the number of case, and the column number of variables combined will give us a very big data in the near future. Mm. And all of these data can help us uh, clustering uh, people. Right now, we, we use that technique with other projects. Uh, we, you know, in Thailand right now, we we are able to prioritize like which patient should need attention first. Because we know ahead of time, like which patient will have their negative consequences in the very near future. So we will visit them first. So we have the use this machine learning based big data application to prioritize people we can move up some people to the queue, to the front of the queue. So I use this concept with the probiotics prescription as well. Sure. So, so the AI will not only help about the, the prescription uh, recommendation, but also the uh, assessment. If, if you compare with the uh, existing commercial platform, that already have. I can say that all of the platforms start with the stool collection. So they, they sell the, con the container, the poop container. <laughs> and then they, they send it to you via post. Then you collect your poop and then you send that back to them. And then they do whatever thing that they can do. And mostly it's a 16S RNA sequencing, the old technology. And then they will send you the report. Like, you know what? You are lack of this and that. And then the recommendation recommendation would be about the nutrition, vegetables, exercise. <laughs> and like, why can't and, and they may uh, some company may may send you some pre-specified probiotics recipe? I'm I bet that they cannot prescribe the very personalized version to you. They just try to see the result from your body and then try to match the most, the, the best option in their hands. Maybe they have maybe product ABCD. They will just compare with your profile, whether you product C may fit you the most. That's it, but it is not for you. It is just, it is not tailored for you. It is just what they have for choices. And it's the best choice in their hands for you. This is not personalized to you. <laughs> this is really truly tailor made for you, the, yes. the dispenser that you're working on. So, so my, 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 my business model is to make it as a platform. Okay, so, so the platform, it is not about the machine. It is about the platform. And machine is a part of the platform, right? And uh, AI server is another part of the platform, right? But this platform may need some other components. First, this platform needs the FDA of that country, right? So we, we have to start with uh, what FDA of that country, the target country approved for, right? So we start off with that list. And usually that probiotics for that country is mostly like compatible with the people in that country right that's the best we can start, we can start with 
and then we can we can come up with the the uh, the, the OEM uh, manufacturing, right? Right now, uh, instead of uh, the PPM machine, now I'm starting to produce uh, 23 different commercial probiotics. Because I will have to prepare that as a supply to my machine anyway, yes. right? Yes. So if I have a package, a nice package, I can sell the 23 products as uh, over the counter. But this is the only product that is like single probiotics per, per, per unit, right? So I can have the 23 single probiotics products ready to be sold right now. Yeah. And if I remove the package, it is a supply for my machine. Okay, and then the final uh, product that comes out is a beverage, right? It's a drink, right? Uh, the, you mean from the PPM machine? Uh, yes. Oh, yes, that can be uh, a drink or an ice cream. That can be anything. Anything ice, anything cold, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anything cold because uh, they want to preserve, make sure that it's live bacteria. Yes. So, the, the, yeah, so the probiotics come in the freeze-dry. Oh, okay, so oh, so it's a freeze-dried powder, right? Yeah, so the machine has to uh, maintain the temp temperature. Mm -hmm. oh, and humidity. Oh, so what is the uh, optimal temperature and humidity? Uh, minus 20 for the machine, and then we have the minus 80 fridge. So we, we don't want to put too many probiotic supply in that machine, mm -hmm. right? Just want to put the right amount of probiotic supply in that machine mm -hmm. and then keep the rest in the real minus, minus 80 fridge. Mm -hmm. So this is a set that will come together, the PPM plus a minus 80 degrees fridge. It's up to the clinic whether they, they already have the fridge or not, right? Oh, okay, okay. Usually the the household fridge is like minus four. Mm, yes. We want the lab quality fridge, which is the minus 20 or minus 80, right? Yes. So it, it depends on the how we negotiate, so. Yes, and then uh, like, okay, you say that it's a, a freeze-dried powder, the probiotics, and then ice cream or drink, this is up to the clinic to decide? Uh, it depends. Uh, we are about to produce the prototype. That's why I told you that I don't have the video right now. Oh, okay. And and uh, uh, I think we, we need an investor for this. Mm -hmm. So I already have the, the layout, the, the, the plan, the design, everything in place. But because the, 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 the company, the manufacturer, I mean, I, I, I'm not engineering. So I will have to get some company to to build the prototype for me there's so many plans going on yes. it looks like a very exciting time for you as well <laughs> yes yeah i guess you are also very busy with all the projects yeah and and, and i have done many things about the covid too mm. yeah and herbs that's another big things mm. I, mm. I i'm a consultant for the department of thai traditional and alternative medicine mm. And I am a consultant for the Thai FDA too. So. <laughs> okay. Wow, so, you wear many hats, so many yeah, different roles. That's why I know how to decide and strategize the, the plan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know I'm the member of the National List of Essential uh, Medicine Committee. 
So, so, so the, the drugs in this list will be fully reimbursable under the Thai universal coverage. And uh, another project that is big is the cannabis. And uh, I integrate both cannabis and microbiome concept and probiotics together. So we also investigate uh, whether cannabis change gut microbiome or not. I see. Yeah, this is a very interesting thing as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the people call it uh, prebiotics, mm. but I call it uh, interactions. I mean the uh, the herb microbiome interactions. Mm. Mm. So uh, we start to believe that the the mechanism of herbal medicine action is through gut microbiome changes. Oh, okay. So I right now, like when I'm doing the nano base, nanopore base probiotic survey, that's why I include the breast cancer patients because mm. I'm about to conduct a clinical trial on cannabis in breast cancer patients. Mm. Mm. So my breast cancer patient will receive cannabis and placebo drug. Mm. And then I will assess the microbiome changes as well. Mm, mm. So if the breast cancer patient who receive cannabis have a different microbiome changes mm. when compared with the breast cancer patient who receive placebo, mm, mm. that means cannabis may act through microbiome mechanisms. Mm, mm. And then if there's any new development, I will maybe also ask you questions again about this cannabis microbiome. I think it's this is a very interesting field as well. <laughs> Okay, sorry for overwhelming with data. <laughs> yeah, no worries, no problem. Thank you again for your time. Yeah. You're welcome. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to Neutra Champion on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also head to NutraIngredients-Asia.com for more content and news on the nutrition industry.